Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video and some audio interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genre. And girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen, it's back, it's live, and it's better than ever. Yes, author update is complete. You can now read it, watch it, enjoy it completely on your phone. I'm sorry we were so behind the times. We're just a bunch of writers, but we did it, and I think it looks great. And I hope everything is working, and soon we're going to have all our archives up there too. It was a lot of work. It may not look like it, but it was, and it's done. And our new issues up there, including my conversation with YA author Jay Anderson Coates, very interesting woman, fascinating conversation about truth, about stories, about the imagination. Check it out, authormagazine.org. Same URL, different look. Check it out. Uh, Also, we are funded by the wonderful Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They've been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Time has passed. You can't enter their contest anymore. That's over. However, still go to the conference. It's this September, first week in September here in SeaTac. You can find out about it at pnwa.org. pnwa.org. In fact, today's guest, I'll just do a little preview here. Audrey Wick, today's guest, actually kind of got started at the conference. This was the first, even though she's from Texas, Texas people, but she still sought out the Pacific Northwest Writers Association because she'd heard so many good things about it. She came to her conference, and it's really what got her career started. It's true, all the way from the great state of Texas. So if you want to check out the PNWA and all they have to offer, go to pnwa.org. Mark it on your calendar, people. May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Saturday, May 5th. If you're in Seattle, in the Seattle area, I'm going to be teaching a fearless writing workshop. That's right, fearless writing. The workshop, just like the book, but the workshop. So you can get in there. We're going to talk about the stuff. Writing is, you know, writing is very important. Learning the craft is very important, but the emotional mastery, that goes on and on and on. I'm still learning it. I'm still learning it, people. You have to master it every day, and that's what we talk about at Fearless Writing, mastering the emotional challenges of writing. So check it out. Cinco de Mayo, May 5th, Saturday, May 5th. You can go to my website, williamcanower.com, and learn about it. Okay, enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about Audrey Wick. Audrey Wick, she's first time on the show. She is a full-time English professor over at Blinn College in Texas, just as I said. Uh, and her writing, she's been writing for a while. Her, her work has appeared in college textbooks by Cengage uh, Learning and W.W. Norton, as well as the Houston Chronicle, the Chicago Tribune, the Orlando Sentinel, and a bunch of literary journals. Now, Audrey happens to believe, if you're curious, that the secret to happiness includes lifelong learning and good stories. I agree. I agree. Don't stop learning and don't stop telling stories. But travel and coffee help as well. She has journeyed to over 20 countries, holy moly, and sipped coffee at every one of them. And her first novel, Finding True North, is out now. Oh, Audrey, welcome to the show. Hi, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. So... You've got a book out. You've got a novel out, Finding True North. But here's here's my question to you, Audrey. Is this the first novel you ever wrote, or is it simply the first novel you published? Which is it? 
Well, Bill, this was not the first novel I have ever written. Shock. It is my first novel to see <laughs> to see full publication, <laughs> though. Uh, That's like awesome. many writers, yeah, it it has taken me a while. Um, but I, I this is actually the fourth full length novel that I've written. But it is the first uh, um, to see publication. Uh, so its its debut bad. date is April 12th. Oh, that's right. It's not out yet, technically. All right. Debut it. Can people pre-order it on Amazon or anything yet? Is Absolutely. It to that point? Yes. It's, right, it's in pre-order. It's Finding but it's True so, North. You got it. Finding yeah, it's official yeah, Finding birthday is next week. <laughs> And uh, all right, we're going to come back to that. We're going to come. I want to start. With, I want to go back in time a little bit. Uh, I want to learn a bit about you, Audrey. Uh, Absolutely. How did this start? You know, everybody writers. Here's an interesting thing: the average age. Well, this is my very unscientific survey. The average age a writer says, "I want to do this." Like this is interesting. Is like nine. It's a true story. Like that's when it kind of wakes up in a lot of writers. When did it start? When did it? When did it wake up in you? When did you think this writing thing's pretty cool? Was it as a girl or was it a little later on? For me, it was later on. I have yeah. always loved stories. I've always enjoyed reading. But in, in graduate school, I wrote a short story and I couldn't let go of it. I, oh. I would come back year after year after year and toy with that to short the, story. To the same short story? To the same short story, and wow. after about a decade, I realized the reason I can't let the story go is because it's not a short story. It's chapter one of a novel. Oh. And so I decided to turn my interest in, in short story writing into the long form, and I wrote that short story into a novel. So that was the first manuscript I, I ever wrote. And then and I so realized you were in your, like, 20s then? 20s, 30s, I was in my 20s. sort of? Yeah, yeah. And so you were talking, um, so you would do that while you were going. For, do you have a PhD or are you an MA? I, I have a master's degree. Yes, it's an MA um, okay. in English. Will you, will you be Will you be pursuing a PhD or is that just too much? Just well, too much right now I'm pursuing I'm pursuing publication. <laughs> That's right, you're way. you're happy just doing the novel. Okay, oh, and so you wrote absolutely. that. So that became your yeah. And so, but 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 you uh, you've published a lot of nonfiction. I assume like the stuff in the Houston Chronicle and the Chicago Tribune and so on. This is nonfiction, I assume, like yeah. essays or travel writing or what kind of stuff were you doing in the nonfiction world? A, a little of all of that. I mean, like you, I my my first love was sort of essay writing, and so ah. the, the short form was where. I cut my teeth. Um, yeah. And then it was this short story that I mentioned that sort of grabbed hold of me, and I realized, well, let, let's let's see what the process is like because I had never written anything in in long form before. So taking yeah. that short story and working it through chapter one and and continuing the characters and the narrative arc that was a, a huge challenge for me. But I realized yeah. the beauty of fiction writing and doing that, more so than just short story writing, long-form fiction writing was something that, that I really adored. Um, well, so you, But you're an English professor, so you must have been a devout reader all your long life, yeah? I've always been a devout reader. Um, since yeah. I teach full-time, I, I read a lot of essays <laughs> from students. Uh, but from your students? From my students. Um, Undergraduate so, students? Undergraduate students. I, I teach mostly freshmen, so I, oh. I get to 
uh, help them become (laughs) academic writers. I know, I know. Yeah, how does that go? I I absolutely do. Because you're teaching academic. I actually just got finished teaching a personal essay class, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But that's very, you know, this is grown-ups for the most part and personal essays. So it's very emotional, very, you know, about the things they've gone through. But this, you're dealing with trying to teach them how to write like a like a student, like a like a college student. Is that right? That's right, but I'm also helping them try to find their voice. And, I I mean, that spans spans long form, short form, that spans all genres. So one thing I do love about freshman uh, teaching is that I get to help students and really see their progress in helping them find their voice. And for me as a writer, that's something I've continued to struggle with too. I think it's something, no matter how long you've been – Working on the craft, it's it's a problem that a lot of writers have. You know, when you start a new Here, project, how do you find your voice? Right. You know, this is interesting. I asked the, the one of my favorite. I've mentioned him too much, but I really like the guy. I think he's a good teacher as well as a very good writer. Is Andre Debus. He's the author of um, of House of Sand and Fog, um, The Garden of Last Days, um, County. And I really like the guy. And he's very. And so I asked him about voice. I said, How would you? When you think about voice and when you try and teach voice, what was your into that? And what he said, which I think is absolutely true, is that voice is an expression of, of what you're interested in, that your interest is the path to voice because it will show up not just in the subject matter but in how you handle the subject matter. Ideally, it will translate to every single word you choose. And so it's really a reflection, I think, of interest, of the focus of your attention. What do you think? Does that make sense to you? It it absolutely makes sense. I think that's uh, I I know his writing, um, and I absolutely think that 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 can be the most powerful element of a story. Uh, someone yeah. may not connect with a character, or may not fully connect with a setting, but if a reader likes your voice, then they're with you for the duration of the yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I I think that's the thing. If you if I'm reading. Especially fiction, especially fiction, but but actually like narrative nonfiction, it's too. It, you you know in the first page what the voice is before you really know what the story is about, what you know. But you can hear the voice actually probably in the first paragraph. Really, it's just there, hopefully. And if I really like the voice, I just want to hang out with the writer. <laughs> you know, I kind of oh, want to. Oh, I just, agree with that. Well, I get too. to be around with this person. You know. All right. So so you help now now. Has now so let me ask you this so so you you set to fiction writing and you're teaching these kids and they're still kids really they're young men and women but 18 it's so young oh my god in <laughs> retrospect <laughs> but you're teaching them has teaching them helped you understand your own writing better has it helped made you clarify some things that you weren't getting real clear about oh it has I, I'm in such a unique position because. I get to teach the thing that I do, and I've always been yeah. a writing teacher who writes, but when I talk to my students, even about something on the academic side, um, like just last week, it was thesis statement development. How do you develop a thesis statement in an academic essay? I mean, that's un, uh, not unlike trying to nail down uh, plot points for a chapter sure. or, or plot points Absolutely. for a novel. Um, and so, absolutely, yeah, it, it certainly has helped me focus on the craft of writing, and I'm learning along with my students all the time. Uh, yeah. Every time we get together to, to discuss writing and to discuss really the craft of doing so, I can't help but 
ask myself the same questions I'm asking them. Right. And and so and so finding true north. Uh, well, so finding true. So I, I mentioned earlier, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, you you're from Texas. You live in Texas, but your first writers conference was here at the Pacific Northwest, the PNWA's conference. When was that? When did you do you remember That's when you right. first attended? Yes, it was when the conference was You're, held in July. I came in in 2013. Yep. All right, I'm sure I was wandering around there. Well, I, I'm not. I know I was wandering around there somewhere. <laughs> we might have bumped into each other. I've been to mall for the last ten years or so. Uh, all right, so you came in 2013, and had you finished a book by that time? I hadn't. No, I came as a short oh, you story hadn't even author. Yet. No, no, I I wow, came so to just, learn. Um, and I, I had my eye on a genre. Um, Deb Coletti was there. Well, <gasps> young adult genre. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I adore, I adore her writing. But Deb's great. right before that conference, she had transitioned from young adult into women's yeah. fiction. Well, and she not does only both. did I love, yeah, not she, only did I love listening to her at the conference, but that was part of of uh, my draw to her. I thought, here's somebody who's straddling two genres and doing it very successfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she was one of the featured speakers. And uh, yeah. wow, what what powerful statements she had to say about writing. Um, she knows the craft, of course, but she knows how to talk about the craft too. She does. This- there's a bunch of interviews I've done with her. She's one of my. I think I've done like three with her. She's a beautiful person, and she and writing really kind of saved her life in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no joke, and and it's, it was quite a journey she was on. And it's just so I I recommend anyone finding my conversations with Deb. Uh, she has a lot of great things to say about it. So you so you were there for her, but so you you so you were you had written some. You were interested in YA, but you were interested in adult fiction also. And you, you I was. Scooped up some some learning while you were there. Absolutely, and then then my first the first three manuscripts I wrote were actually all young adults. They were coming of age type stories, uh, and Finding True North, um, which is is being published by Thule Publishing. Uh, it is women's fiction, but it has a romantic element. So so you um, wouldn't I'd, so I just you know genre. It is what it is. Uh, so would you call it romance? Would it be classified as that, or would it be classified as women's fiction? Because r- romance is women's, but not all women's is romance, right. if you understand what I'm saying. So where would you, where are you, where are you thinking it's going to be shelved? Well, Thule is positioning it as a women's fiction novel. It has right. elements of a romance, uh, but right. the, the narrative arc and the story of the heroine is much stronger than the relationship. And got it. Got it. So women's fiction it. is is sort of the best match for it. Oh, that's interesting. See, you're the first person I've heard draw that distinction, and so because it's more about her journey than the than the relationship. If it was really just about the relationship, then it would be more likely to fall into not necessarily, but more likely to fall into romance. That's right. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's the first. Okay, and. You're published by a mutual friend of ours, Ms. Jane Porter. Did you have you met Jane? I haven't met her face to face. No, but you've I chatted hope to. with her. <laughs> <laughs> We've chatted, and she's been running uh, Thule Publishing for five years now. It is a uh, independent publisher uh, run by women that publishes romance and women's fiction. And she yeah. she started it as an author run company, which is 
such such unique positioning in and of itself. She's she's an author. Um, she has written women's fiction and romance, and uh, she has built a publishing company um, for authors. Yeah. Well, Jane's awesome. Uh, she's going to be on the show, actually, uh, in a, uh, on my birthday, actually, in a few weeks. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll talk to her about that. But okay, so you, so you, so you wrote three young adult novels, uh, and did you feel that each one got a little better? Did you think you improved with each one? I did, uh, and I tried a few different things in in each of them. Um, I did go the traditional publishing route, and the first manuscript that I wrote is what netted an agent for me. Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I stair-stepped sort of through that. And Barbara right. Collins Rosenberg from the Rosenberg Group is, is my agent, and she read that first manuscript. And although it didn't get published or hasn't been published yet, uh, there you go. She, that's, that's right. That's how I have to think about it. Um, <laughs> that's right. Gosh, I tell you what, the, the feedback that she gave me on that first manuscript was incredible. Uh, one of oh, the yeah? things that I specifically remember about it was she said, if I would have had all of the chapters, I would have read the complete manuscript in one sitting. And as wow. an author, oh. that that washed over me. Like that That's one of the highest compliments I could have gotten. See, somebody wants it, to read it, it is the highest compliment because suddenly she was experiencing your book the way you've experienced some of your favorite books. Isn't that right. kind of magical that you were able to do that for somebody? Isn't that oh, cool? I think it is. Yeah, and so I, awesome. I knew there was something special there. I thought Barbara gets it. She she Good. understands the story. She hears the voice. Um, but each of of those manuscripts was absolutely a learning experience, and I was able to play with different elements in those manuscripts. That ultimately, when I went to um, contemporary adult writing, I. Uh, I know that my writing is much stronger because I have those projects under my mind. Right. Well, good agents. She stuck with you through those three books, and even though she wasn't able to place them, you liked her, she liked you, and you guys, she had the she had sort of the long view on your career, which is what a good agent should, in my opinion. Absolutely. That's awesome. And so then, so finally, so you, so you wrote um, – you wrote those three books, but then you had – did you have the idea for Finding True North first? Like, I want to write this story, or was it like, I want to move to adults? So how did that, how did that happen? Oh, well, actually, it, it was my agent who encouraged me because uh, what, what she noticed in all three of my manuscripts was that there was a romantic thread in them. There, there was a coming-of-age arc but yeah. there was a, a, a relationship. And she said, why don't you try writing a contemporary adult manuscript? And I thought right. about it, and um, she prompted me again. And so that was a bit of a spurring <laughs> I needed to say, okay, let me shelve these and, and let me try this. And um, I, the, the, the story came, the character was built, the third-person point of view worked. And it also. Has you been writing together. first person before that? Yes, I the first yeah. two manuscripts I wrote were in first person, and so yeah. that that's challenging. It it was actually um, for writers who who write in first person in long form. I really admire the ability to do that. Um, shifting to third person 
for an adult contemporary gave me new tools. And so I really found that that point of view was something I enjoyed. Yeah. And, and so you so you, you liked – now, did you use a limited third person? Did you use an omniscient third person? No, does it follow your protagonist around? Well, or does Bill, it, or now do you... you sound like me as a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I do know this stuff, although I rarely get into it. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what was fun was in long form, uh, which is something I, I, I never really tried doing in short form, is I got to split the point of view. So the point uh-huh. of view goes back and forth between my right. heroine and my hero. And when I was writing short stories, I mean, as as you know, in shorter form, it's it's usually just the one voice you're working yeah, with. Yeah, you got to so, pick one. Yeah. Yeah. So novel writing has has really, um, oh gosh, it, it, it's daunting. What a task, you know, to try to write yeah. write a manuscript. But there are so right, many wait. things that you can do. So if someone came to you and they hadn't written a novel and you say and, and and you tell them I'm a novelist and they say oh that's cool and you go oh my goodness what a task get something and and if they said why what is it about novel writing that's such a challenge how would you explain it to them how would you help them understand what it is to try to start with nothing and fill up sixty thousand words or whatever <laughs> well I think that's it you you have to start with nothing and you have to fill up a story that contains what your audience wants, which is a hard enough task yeah. to guess at. It, you're, you're continuing a character's journey, but you're adding conflict and growth. Um, gosh, one thing I learned in my first manuscript is uh, a main character has to interact with people. <laughs> a, a main character <laughs> has to have friends and family. Supposed and to just wandering around thinking about stuff. Right. <laughs> Right. right. But isn't that how I think often as writers we start that way? We have a an idea for a character and that character exists independently of yeah. other characters. But but in I writing novel right. that that character has to uh, has to be around other people. And so they do have to have friends and acquaintances and a job and uh, yeah. writing can be a lot a of life. juggling of <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, they need some. They need resistance. They need something to give them resistance. They need something that conflicts with them. Someone that disagrees with them. The worst thing for for drama is agreement. <laughs> you need That's right. characters who disagree <laughs> with each other. You have to. They've got. You've got to find something they're not. And you know, it's interesting about now that I think of it. It's interesting because my I, I've been married for oh my god, almost twenty five years now, and. Uh, I do love my wife. I, I, I married her because I have so much that I agree with her about. But, it, you know, little disagreements flare up all the time. They're just there over, the small, over small things. And it's always simmering. And so it's, it's just a part of life. It's about how we grow. Uh, and I, you know what the thing is? I don't like disagreement. And so you have to – I don't know if – a lot of writers don't like it in their lives, but they have to like it in their stories. You know what I mean? Right. Right. We we may not seek out disagreement ourselves, but we have to create that for our characters because we absolutely yeah. have to give them challenges and show their growth. So if we can be comfortable with it on the page, I think that's key. And and so now, uh, okay, so Find a True North is a Texas Sisters book, right? That's right. And, and, but you've got but you've already have you written or if, or are writing. The next book, whose cover and title we don't even know. 
But we know it's coming in July 26th. That's right. So do you have a title for this thing? We did. We finalized a title a few weeks ago, and and we finalized a cover, which we'll be releasing soon. Um, It's the sister story to a character who is met in the first book. And the story that's releasing in July is called Coming Home. Coming Home. Okay, so we got Finding True North. That's coming out. Well, Jesus, you went. So you're (laughs) – Wait a minute, this one's coming out the 12th, and then the next one's coming out the 26th? You busy of woman. July. Of oh, July. July. I know. Okay, of July, but geez. <laughs> so I, I have one book baby coming out in April and the second coming wow. out in July. Well, good. Crank them out. Get them out there. Are you going to keep doing more in this in this genre? Do you like it? Do you want to do a third and a fourth of the Texas Sisters? I, I Are you going to move you. on? I yeah, I've I've got two works in progress now, and uh, I, I again I, I find that I so enjoy novel writing, and I I am enjoying contemporary stories. So oh, I've got I've got story ideas and more in the works. So that's a, a that's writer awesome. always writes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: if you're a writer, then there's some there is a thing you get from writing. It's, that it's hard to find in in the sort of intense form that you get it when you're writing. I you know there's a there's a thing you have to go through in writing that's pretty hard to replicate elsewhere, in my experience. And once you get hooked on it, that's kind of it. That's right. You know, you know, if you're bit by that bug. There's a there's, you're connected to something that well for me I get connected to something that I I spend the rest of my days seeking connection too that it's so easy for me to find when I'm writing maybe a little not so easy when I'm drifting around the world complaining about things (laughs) as I sometimes do sometimes I I relate to that though and I I think lots of writers relate to that feeling um, that you know writing is is definitely a craft but it's something that is so rewarding to do Emotionally rewarding. Absolutely. Hopefully financially rewarding, but before the finance, before it's financially rewarding, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, this is just the way it goes. But before that, it should be emotionally rewarding for all the headache and heartache that can accompany it. And it does. I think, end of the day, I don't know. I feel like it teaches me who I am. To tell you the truth. That's how well, I and feel that's, about it. that's something I absolutely try to to share with my students that writing yeah. has to be its own reward. I understand in the yeah. classroom there are expectations and they're earning a grade for their efforts, but truly, when when uh, there's interest in the writing, as as we talked about before, and there's something that the writer gets from the experience, I think that's when the magic happens. Yeah. It's true. It's it's when I if I were teaching, well, if I were teaching college writing, I would say to my students, just write about whatever the heck you want to write about. Nothing great has ever been written that's been assigned. Not to say I know you assign, you have to, but well, actually, wait a minute. I take it back. You were assigned something. <laughs> Your agent assigned right. you a book, although that's it's a little right. different. It's a little different. It's a little different. Well. Uh, you're, I am sure your students are very lucky to have you as a teacher because uh, you clearly like it. And the fact that you are doing it yourself, that you're writing 
like this gives you such a deep connection to it, and uh, it's hard to replace. So they're, I'm sh- they are probably very lucky to have you. Um, well, thank you for those them. kind words. I, I like to think so. No, I'm sure of it. Well, all right, listen, Audrey, if you listen to this show, you know the last question I asked, and I don't know if you've thought about it or not, but I'm going to ask it to you now. I want you to finish this sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? What has it taught you? Writing has taught me that good stories are worth sharing and that good stories might just be the key to happiness. No, not might. I say they are. I love All it, the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, okay, so it's Finding True North, published date April 12th. You can pre-order it now. Uh are you going to do any kind of book tour thing, or is it not that kind of a thing? Uh, I've got some on-ground promotions, and then yeah. uh, then we'll see what happens between the publication of this and, and book two in July. Well, listen, if you come up, if you ever come up to Northwest, and come, maybe we'll get you up here for the PNWA. Maybe you'll come with Jane. That would be awesome. I'd love to be able to meet you face-to-face. We can talk about writing uh, one-on-one. It would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Bill. You're welcome. Good luck. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah. Stories are the key to happiness. They really are. Tell a good story. Tell a bad story. You're not so happy. All right. I'm going to be back next week uh, with somebody. Who am I coming back with? I can't remember. Oh, oh, the lovely Kay Kenyon, of course. Uh, That's when we'll be back. Until then, go out there and write fearlessly, people what you got to do.